Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Queer Peers Chats. I'm Emmy. And I'm Anthony. And today we're going to be talking about some of the LGBTQ human rights violations. And some successes. And the movements that are happening yeah. here. Yeah, so then uh, halfway through we're going to take a break, chat with our friend Molly, and go over some queer lingo, play a little game. And also because this might be a bit of a heavy day. It's going to be a heavy one, <laughs> Heavy Sorry. podcast potentially, so um... just a nice break. But yeah. We don't have a fun little cute outro for this part because, Not you one know, that isn't horribly morbid. This It's a morbid one, so, you know. Let's just dive right let's, in. Let's dive right into it. Okay. So, about a year ago, I think a year about ago. About a year ago, exactly. Yeah, because it says um, March The story 12th, broke April 1st. Yep, that's what this one says. So, about a year ago, um, news broke. Here, actually, you, you start talking about it. You know a lot more about it than I do. Yeah, so about a year ago, um, news broke that Chechnya, is Chechnya. That Chechnya, sorry, my pronunciation is crap, that gay and bisexual men that were perceived to be as such were disappearing off the streets and just like no one knew what was happening. And it came out that um, they were being like taken by the government, sort of. Held in like concentration Yeah, like held camps. in concentration camp, like that sort of idea. And being tortured and imprisoned. And it was really bad because their president or I don't know if the president's a term to use but their leader I also cannot pronounce that man's name Ramzan Kadrov um, say that again for the audience Ramzan Kadrov yes that Kadrov. that guy um he was He's like just their leader because it's just like a republic yeah it's like in a, Russia yeah it's so just like it's a part a... of Russia it's it's a weird little area but anyway he was like nothing to see here and everyone was like mm, no there's something there's something happening because where are all these guys going so, um, it turns out that they were being tortured for other queer people's information, and it ended up being a couple hundred were taken in total over, like, the course of the year, and I believe, I read it was 12 women, two of whom were trans, but one of the big ways they were getting people that they were warning a lot of people about was through dating sites, like Grindr and stuff like that. So, Grindr actually, in response to this, added where you can go very incognito in areas where being queer is like dangerous for your life but they're also just being like hey if you're in this area get off or stay away and it's been about a year and it still hasn't stopped but it's like definitely slowed down and now organizations are working to get people out even though they got them out, some of them are being taken back and then there are quote honor killings to kill them because like it's such a bad thing but the Chechen leader, uh, Kadrov, uh, a spokesperson said that the allegations, like, have to be false, like, this can't be happening, because you can't arrest or repress people that just don't exist. So gay people don't exist, so you can't repress them. So it's just kind of the official yeah. statement on that one. Yeah, um, little cringy there. According to, like, the Russian LGBT network, um, they've said that more than 300 people have been affected to date, so a few weeks ago is the date of this article. There's been over, like, 30,000 euros raised to help uh, international, like, our LGBTQ organizations in Europe to help specifically this Chechnyan crisis. So, yeah. But I also think it's interesting how, like, last time we were talking about social media and how, like, impactful that was on movements, yeah. whereas this is a time when leaders took that movement and that momentum and flipped it. Yeah, so instead of, like, social media being super positive, they're like, oh, let's use your ability to reach out and, like, find someone like you to, ha-ha, kill you. 
it sucks because they still don't know like how many are still detained like there are still people who are being held like it's not like they just let them go and we're like oh, yikes they're like still there and there was like a huge like response like initially like from the eu from the council of europe and the un there was such a strong response to like have this stop but they like didn't launch any sort of official investigation into it well they did but it didn't go anywhere well they formed a committee they but formed they a committee didn't, but it didn't do anything they didn't actually conduct an investigation they yeah. just made a committee so they just keep dying and fleeing about in October of last year, the UN had an independent expert investigation. So they do these quite often with a few things, but this was the first time that they ever had one specifically for investigating violence and discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. And in this investigation, the official spokesperson for it, um, Vitiz Muntaborn, um, he's an independent expert on protection against violence and discrimination, specifically, again, on sexual orientation and gender identity. He was a spokesperson and warned that LGBTQ people around the world face, like, mounting human rights violations. So there might not be the most oppressed people, but, like, there's there. more oppression that's happening. Like, it's mounting. It's not, like, just staying at one level or decreasing. It's, like, getting worse. Um, so, it, and that kind of contrasts with, like, maybe America's ideas or, like, the quote-unquote first world, I guess you could say. Like, their ideas of, oh, it's getting better. Like, we have gay stars. We have gay representation. Like, it directly contrasts that with being, like, okay, what's getting worse in other places? Well, I think it's one of those things, too, is, like, in America, like, our biggest form of oppression comes in the form of racism a lot of the times. Yeah. So in places where that's not so much an issue like that's not something that we're cognizant of yeah and um Montaborn said in his address to the UN that there was criminalization of same-sex relations in more than 70 countries and that LGBT oh, people are suffering a crucible this is a quote a crucible of egregious violations including killings rape mutilation torture arbitrary detention abduction harassment physical and mental assaults they are subjected to lashings and forced surgical interventions bullying from a young age and incitement to hatred and pressures leading to suicide so even those last two are things that still happen here yeah. like they're not just like some faraway place like chechnya that some right. most people in america have never heard of but like that no, happens i think here. it's with representation those are things that are getting better yeah, it's getting better, but it's still, it's like... It's still not there. Like, I'm sure where I grew up, there was less gay bullying than maybe here or I mean, in yeah, other like, places. My parish, like, we have the highest teen suicide rate, like, yeah. in the country. Or yeah. maybe in a country, state, for sure. But, like, it's bad. Mutterborn called for all laws criminalizing same-sex relationships to be removed from statute books... And he also said that no other legal measures should be used to target sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression solely for the purpose of consolidating power and suppressing dissent. So, I mean, he kind of threw that on there to, like, make it more about, like, targeting authoritarian regimes, which I guess most countries could get behind. Um, so it's just kind of an interesting way to show that dichotomy of being like, oh, well, we should care about LGBTQ rights because they're people. But I mean, also, you don't want to, like, have your power challenged. And these people want to get power. Yeah. A lot of, like, big organizations, a lot of big LGBTQ human rights groups, uh, specifically Outright Action International, um, the executive director of that, Jessica Stern, said that this address was a huge success. Um, it marked a big day in the world of LGBTI rights and international law. Um, basically went on to say that there are mass arrests in Indonesia, Egypt, Tanzania, 
in Tajikistan, they're actually having a registry. And back in, uh, like, four days before this article came out, back in um, October, they said that in Tajikistan, the registry had about 367 suspected gays and lesbians in the database, and this was supposedly to help, like, look out for HIV that might spread or anything, but it's coming out that it's looking more like the Chechnyan issue, where they're taking yeah. them and, and torturing them, so... That's why you go off the grid, kids. Yeah, and there are even, like, UN member states pushing back against this mandate. They, like, don't want decisions that, like, link sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression to international human rights protections. They don't want that to be listed under what should be protected in some of these um, member states. It seems like Egypt addressed a committee of the UN General Assembly claiming to speak on behalf of Belarus, Russia, and 56 of the 57 Organization of Islamic Cooperation States to speak out against this mandate. So it's making it yeah, seem like Egypt's a religious... Yeah, because like, wishy-washy ones on rights. Yeah, and it seems like it's trying to make it, like, a religious issue, which it could be, because obviously religion has specific ideas about what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. Japan issued a statement of support for this mandate, and it's the only Asian state to speak out when this article was written, so that's pretty significant, but I mean, it's Japan. Yeah, Japan's one of the more... Japan's interesting. Like, I think I said this in the first episode of Yeah, I think we talked about it a little bit. That Japan can be, like, progressive, but also, like... It's, like, it, it's it like, plays here for fast gay people. and loose with its gender expression, is what's interesting. Yeah, it's, like, here for it, but not in its country. Yeah. It's, like, it can be other places, because a lot of, like, Japanese gay men feel a lot of pressure to not be gay. Yeah. Even though, like, clearly they're fine with, like, wanting to protect LGBTQ rights and stuff like that. It's, like, pick a side, Japan. <laughs> pick a side. Doesn't matter which one, because then we know what to do with you. Also, just according to the UN, the U.S. is no longer playing leading role in the UN's LGBT human rights groups. Of course we're not. The UN is, like, an interesting thing, because, like, it's trying to have a position of authority in what many consider to be an anarchic state. Like, the whole international system, according to, like, some theorists, is, like, um, or, like, political theorists, political scientists, that it's just an anarchic state. So, like, there can never be an authority. So, like, the UN trying to, like, push agendas, and clearly, like, that doesn't work sometimes. It's interesting to see, like, the UN, like... Trying their best. Trying their best, but, like, not being listened to. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick break, hopefully get some good news, and enjoy a nice game with our friend Molly. Alright, now welcome to our game break in the middle of our podcast. We're here today with Molly, our very special guest. Hello. She is a heterosexual friend of the podcast. That is how I identify. It's in my bio and all my social medias. Heterosexual friend of podcasts. Yes. Some might even, to quote the great Leslie Nope, tragically. I am tragically heterosexual. But, you know, we like to expand here. (laughs) Like to explore our horizons to the straight folk. Thank you. I it's an honor to be included. <laughs> it's a, it's an honor to even be even be nominated. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Gay Academy, the Gay Academy, the Gay Academy, the Academy, <laughs> the Academy, if you will. Molly's here today to play a quick game we like to call Guess That Lingo. That's right, folks, ladies and gentlemen. It's Guess That Lingo time! Yay! <laughs> For you, we have some queer slang. Or, like, important people. Okay. We're gonna see who and what you know. Oh. 
Okay. And if you win this, you get a special prize at the end. We don't have the special prize with us, but we're gonna guarantee it. Gotcha. You get a special prize. There might be a bonus question, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. So, Molly, what is a twink? A twink. I believe it is a feminine gay man. Pretty close. <laughs> I'm trying not to be, like, I accidentally hurtful here. So moving on, Molly, what is a butch? A butch. A masculine lesbian. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with it. As our lesbian expert. As, as lesbian I, I expert. I feel like it, I, it's definitely, like, somebody that associates as female, but, like... Yeah, definitely still female identifying, but just dresses in a, what we traditionally would say, like, a masculine way. Doesn't have to be lesbian, per right, se, like however. Right, shorter haircuts. And... Could be bi, could be pan, just gotta right. be queer somewhere in there. Who is Marsha P. Johnson? Is she one of the first transgender activists at is it stonewall ding ding ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> wow we were, we were thinking this one might trip you up but you... no it, she's also african-american is she yes marsha 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 yes she's great yes she started star homes which is a it used to be like a house for like trans youth to come to and like if they needed help if they were out on the out on the streets i, I don't i used to know what star stood for but i don't anymore but it was her and uh, sylvia rivera now, another name for you, a little less well-known, but who is Harvey Milk? Is he a drag queen? <laughs> no. no. I just remember Milk. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Sorry. No, I don't know that one. Sorry. Um, Harvey Milk? He was in local government in San Francisco. Gotcha. Yeah. After the sexual liberation movement, San Francisco, a lot of gay people moved there. But then after that movement, it's still predominantly like a Catholic town, like especially the uh, Castro district at this right. time. Um, so the police presence were becoming super hard on like gay people, drag queens, anything like that. And then Harvey Milk arose from that, and the, we kind of consider him separate from the like the earlier late '60s stuff and much more like mid '70s. And then he was Interesting. killed. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it Sorry. Rest in peace. <clears throat> Emmy, uh, I'll let you ask this next one. Who is Katya? I know for sure that she is a past contestant, maybe present contestant, on RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, Not sure how she fared in the contest, but that she was definitely a part of it. Well, her full name is Yatatriya Pastrovna Zamoloshikova. Wasn't gonna get that. But your dad just calls her Katya. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. I think she got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you definitely got it. That's a She ding. was a past contestant, not a current contestant. Yes. Okay. She was a past contestant. She was on season seven and All-Star season two. Robbed both times. Fun so, fact. It is correct that she did not win season seven. She, she was on All-Stars. And she that didn't win All-Stars either, so... Ah, but she I'm was so robbed. Sorry. Both of the times. She was robbed. Um, she had a show called Uh Online. Mm. Um, with Trixie Mattel, and then they moved to Viceland and had the Trixie and Katya show. So for our last question, please define yas. Yas. A sounding off of support for anything and anyone that you agree with or identify with (laughs) or relate to in any way. You had a nice succinct way of saying it. That's a yes, by the way. That's correct. It is like agreeing Yas, but like with your mind, body, and soul. Just Very nice. Wholeheartedly. A metaphysical agreement. Agreeing yes. with your mind, body, and soul. Amen. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen? Amen. All right. And so uh, you won the prize. Uh, it'll be an almond Snickers 
Oh, I love those. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> that's why it's your prize. That's why, it's, that's why it's your prize. All right. Well, well thanks for joining us. Any thank you for having words? me. I I thoroughly enjoyed this. I learned a lot. I feel like I knew more than the average straight. <laughs> Let's go get you that prize. <laughs> All right. Hope you enjoyed that segment with Molly. We uh had a good time. Got her some almond Snickers. Fun times, good times. Now we're gonna get talking to Brazil and their recent discussions on transgender rights and gay rights. So go ahead with what you learned. Okay, so we're gonna start with some negatives. Sorry to be a Debbie Downer, but uh, yeah, gay people just aren't a fan around the world. But anyway, in 1999, the Brazil federal courts ruled that conversion therapy was wrong, which was good like, for them. Like nice the bar is on the ground um the bar is buried <laughs> and, and you've dug over buried it. with the gaze um so, that's a different topic that's a different topic anyway so they were like this isn't legal and everyone was like okay and then in 2017 the federal courts were like nah so now it's legal again which is problematic just because like all of these places got shut down and everyone was like you can't convert someone because it's just, like, an innate thing. But now they're kind of like, maybe. So they're giving it another go. But, uh, yeah, that's the downer side of Brazil. However. Brazil loves flipping this coin. Yeah, Brazil, like, really rides that edge. They really, like, they live in life on the edge. March 14th, it was reported that Brazil was kind of boosting their transgender legal recognition and were removing the requirements um, a Supreme Court um, in Brazil, removed the medical and judicial requirements to legally change your gender. So before you had to go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist and get it approved that you're not like insane for wanting to change your gender, which okay, that's still thing you had to do here. Yeah, you gotta do that here. Mm-hmm. Um, they removed that. They removed you having to like medically and physically change yourself. So you don't have to like go on hormones. You don't have to like change what's ever going on down there you don't have to do any of that and you don't have to like have it approved by the courts now according to this which is like way weeks ahead of anywhere we're at well yeah anywhere we're at in america but in argentina they were the first country to do this um in 2012 and that was considered like argentina argentina is like kind of has been on like the forefront i guess in at least south america about like lgbtq rights But anyway, in Argentina, anyone older than 18 can choose their legal gender and revise official documents without any sort of judicial or medical approval. And then after Argentina, Colombia, Denmark, Ireland, which again, surprising for Ireland, Norway, and Malta uh, eliminated significant barriers to legal gender recognition. And then courts in India, Nepal, and Botswana have also called on government to recognize gender identity. Brazil's interesting because, like, they can have fantastic laws and then they can have conversion therapy and be really awful but what's good about okay not good but like they have a precedent for getting rid of it Mm -hmm. so it the door is open yeah like they've removed it before and they like kind of are considering bringing it back so like they can get rid of it again so it's like an interesting dichotomy that's like going on in brazil right now and then the most recent article that we're going to be talking about is on march 21st there was a report that came out. It was 107 pages called I Have to Leave 
to be me discriminatory laws against lgbt people in the eastern caribbean and this report covered seven countries um all seven of these countries have versions of buggery and gross indecency laws buggery, buggery yeah and this actually is remnants of the colonialism of the british empire colonialism just fucked everything it really did wow retweet <laughs> But, like, specifically, like, it being called buggery and gross indecency laws, like, when I had to do my, I didn't have to do, when I chose to do my report about British history, specifically LGBTQ history in Britain, those were the laws that were put out in the 1500s yeah. that lasted until, like, the 1800s to 1900s, and they were buggery and gross indecency, buggery first, and then gross indecency laws. Like, these were very British ideals that were brought to the new world, like, even within just the wording. Like, this is old wording. And so it's still, like, very reflective of British colonialism. It's just kind of shitty. And then it even goes on to talk about how white people are rarely prosecuted for these crimes. And the law singles out a vulnerable social group. And they give social and legal sanction for discrimination, violence, stigma, and prejudice against LGBT people. So even then... This is using these old buggery and gross indecency laws to further racism. <laughs> like, it just goes it's hand just in like, hand. It's, it's, just, it's just a can of worms. Yeah, and it's a report based on interviews with people from all seven countries during February 2017, with a total of 41 self-identifying LGBT people between the ages of 17 to 53 by Human Rights Watch researchers, um, and they were working closely with the Eastern Caribbean Alliance for Diversity and Equality. Um, all of them who were interviewed described being harassed by family members at some point in their lives because they were either LGBT or suspected to be. In the Eastern Caribbean, it says that family and church are cornerstones of social life and that interviewees said they were afraid to come out in their typically close-knit communities where social networks are tight and information travels fast. And then they also face the risk of being ostracized by their own families. As you can see, it's uh, sort of a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag in this world of exactly how LGBT people should be treated and how they are being treated. But uh, just remember to be nice. And tip your local drag queens. And don't be an asshole. And that's all, You know, folks. tip everyone, not just your drag queen. <laughs> tip everyone. 20%, please. 20%. They're trying their best. Bye-bye. Bye.